going to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another edition of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. And Bob, I I think we've been ahead of the curve on a certain uh, guy named Jason Tatum. I, I know... Listen, we've talked a lot about him this year, and people are probably a little bit tired of it. I think now we can talk about him, and uh, we don't have to worry about it because he has looked like one of the top probably five players in the NBA over the past month. Let me read you some numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over the last 11 games in February, he's averaging 30.5 points a game while shooting 51% from the field. And what makes that even more impressive, he's shooting 50% from three. And – this is a kid I've touted for a long time. Uh, but now I ask you the question, Bob. Who would you take over Jason Tatum right now? If you're starting a team, and, and again, you're not starting a team yeah. with 35-year-old right. LeBron uh, or, or 31-year-old uh, banged-up KD, who are you taking over Jason Tatum today if you're picking a team? Okay, obviously Giannis. We start with Giannis. Yeah. I have to go AD. I have to go, I think, stuff to take him. Kawhi, how can you not say he's at his age? He's, not, he's 28 years old, right? 28. Right. Yeah. Right. So you, you're starting tonight. You're going to get three or four or five, who knows how many good years out of the most amazing, not amazing, the most solid all-around player left in basketball. And then, all right, here's a, here's a good one. Doncic. I you know, but given his his capability as a as a passer as well as a scorer, uh, and now I'm going. Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, you know, the big guys. Embiid is a, you know, you want to mess around with. Yeah, him? Well, well, he's injured all the time. He's yeah. injured all the time. You you almost can't go with Joel, right? You can't go with Ben Simmons because he can't shoot. No. So who? Where are we going now? I don't know. I think the answer. I think that's pretty much the answer, right? I got one more for you that I think will be debatable. I haven't thought it all out. Go ahead. Zion Williamson. Oh, wow. Well, that is that is an interesting wild card in this particular discussion, isn't it? It, it really, is. I hadn't even considered him in that regard. Uh, but we're going to – I guess we'll have plenty of reason to talk about it. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm not sure – yeah, what, what, what the outcome is going to be, how, the, uh, how exactly they're going to figure out how to best utilize all that Zion can do. That's going to be interesting to see how to, you know, what 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 the, that scope of that range and breadth of possibilities are. But, but t- that's a good one. That's a good one. But Tatum, and it's interesting, uh, Jeff. Uh, we, we did hit upon this uh, another time. Uh, he started this upward swing. I, I, I want to refrain from using the the uh, you know raising his game to another level nonsense. He started this upward swing when he was named to the All Star team. He had already established that he was an all-star this year, without question. But he needed that validation. Apparently, he needed he, that validation inspired him. Yes. Oh, really? I guess I – and it's since then that it really backdate. I mean, not the, the 30-point thing is – but but he's been started playing really, really well in the few games between the naming and the all-star game and the all-star – and then since the all-star game, it's lights out. It's the numbers that you're describing and, and more. Um, and – but the package. Let's talk about what the package is. He's he's six 
tennis eleven way. No, 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 no. Six side go nine. I go nine. Six nine. Long though, you know, long yes. arms, lean, uh, great quickness. The, the the thing that distinguished him to us in his rookie year was going to the basket with a tremendous first step. Something he got away from last year to a degree, and of course, to what degree he was messed up physically and mentally, not physically, but in talent wise and mentally by by Kyrie is a always going to be a topic of discussion anyway uh and now but when you throw in this that that ability that he has had and 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 the um uh three-point capability uh plus the other thing is the defense that he's played this year as well which was a big topic of conversation here prior leading up to the all-star game you know and that hasn't diminished any so now you're getting a whole package and he's an okay passer you know he's not he's not Doncic. he's not going to be over that he's never going to be that not but but he's better than what he's shown bob and and i think you know part of the thing is um they've needed him to score you know, that's kind of what they needed him to do most, and that's what he's going to be. But I think as as he gets a little bit older, I mean, he's 21 years old. That's that's the incredible thing of all this is, you know, again, Anthony Davis is 26. Um, years old. You know, Luca and, and Tatum, to me, and Zion are going to be the future of the NBA because you've got KD and Steph, um, LeBron, all in the 30s, so yeah. in four or five years, and, and Giannis, will, Giannis will certainly be there too. And throw in Durant in that he, when he comes back. He's 30. And and so, yeah, no, that, that's the next wave, the new wave, the next wave of, of, of great yes, greatness. Here's yes. what I think it was with Tatum. I think he had confidence, but I don't think he, he had that next level confidence that he was, you know, again, when he got in the All-Star game, it was like, does he really deserve it? Remember, people were having the conversation, should it be him or Jalen Brown? Right. And now it's kind of a joke. And I always said, people would ask me that question all the time. Well, do you pay the money to Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? And I was like, it ain't even close. Jason Tatum's got the capability to be a a top five, top ten player in the NBA for a long time. And uh, I I think he's that versatile forward uh, that everybody loves right now in the NBA. Danny Ainge loves uh, even more than most. And again, I think his confidence now, that's the biggest difference. I remember talking to him after he had that game early in the season when he went like one for 18 from the field. Yeah. You could just see it, Bob. You could see he he didn't go to the basket with the same level of embracing contact. He almost avoided contact. And he was worried he was missing shots all around the basket. And then it kind of changed. And once you get that confidence, it's a different ballgame. And I think now he goes out in the court – thinking he's the best player on the court every time he takes it. We're back even as recently as, you know, two, three months ago, he was thinking, well, am I even the best player on this team? This is Kemba's team. Um, you know, and he wasn't, frankly, he wasn't doing near what he's doing now in terms of just letting the ball loose, you know, uh, shooting the ball, not worried. Yeah. And I think, again, part of it is uh, the confidence not only from from doing this, but also the confidence he's getting from other guys on the team, mm-hmm. mainly Kemba Walker. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing with Kemba, who has not who's missed the last couple of games. They just they just concluded a very successful road trip, which three wins, and and very easily could have had a fourth in L.A. You know, whether we want to you know hoot down the zebras and you know, but they had a chance. They they didn't get an offensive rebound off a free throw. I mean, a defensive rebound off a three throw that would have maybe helped them win the game. You know, little things like that. But they came so good. An excellent road trip. I know when they left, any reasonable fan would have said, oh, my God, three out of four. We'll take that. 
would have, and and uh, so, um, but Kemba not has not been there, but when he comes back, he's not going to mess things up. Yeah. The other guy would have, you yep. know, no, because it's just not the way he. That's the nature and the difference, difference in the nature of their games as, as well as their personalities. So it's only good stuff. That's all. now the the worry. There is a worrisome little yeah, but with the Celtics right now, which is bench production. And and imagine a little out of Wanamaker last night, but uh, you know they, I wish my brother for them at the All Star break. Uh, yeah, you always worry about the big man in the middle, kind of you know. With it, but you know they're going to make do with what they got. And I'm, but I would love to have picked up a, a shooter, you know, some instant offense kind of guy somewhere. I don't care whether he was you know five feet eleven or six feet eleven or doesn't matter what he was, as long as he could shoot. They still that that's a that's a. They had a couple of games, as you know, this week where the bench production was, I think, 11, horrifying. It was yeah. one, I mean, maybe, maybe an NBA season low, some for people that bad. And, and, you know, it had a game, but they also had a game where had four guys scored 25 points or more for only the second time in a franchise history because that could, that was concurrent with this bench. Yeah, thing. exactly. No, they need, you're right. Carson Edwards is not the answer. You know, people did. You, you did. Remember in the preseason how, how excited you got about Carson? Makes eight threes and not only make <laughs> makes eight threes in five minutes of play in an exhibition game in Charlotte. You got to get a little excited. I'm sorry, it w- but if there's ever was a definition of basketball fool's gold, that was it, huh? <laughs> you've been you've been watching exhibition games for how long, Robert? Come eight on, threes, come on, in five minutes. You know, I thought maybe he's going to be at this part. I really thought he was going to be a part of the mix. Okay, well, I'll tell you they need to go get maybe somebody who's bought out or, or, or yeah. waived. They need to get a veteran. You know, like even – I'm not saying this guy necessarily. I saw him actually in Seattle a couple months ago, and he's semi-retired but working out like a, you know, like a, a Jamal Crawford type. Jamal Crawford, 40 years old or not. I'd like, like to take a look at him. You know, I mean, I would like to you know, wonder what he's got. Because I'm thinking back to 08 when they picked up – uh, well, they had Eddie House on that team. That need an Eddie House kind of guy. That's all. Yes, if yes. there's an Eddie House kind of guy, you know, that's the level of player you need. Somebody who understands who he is. He's not going to agitate to start. He's going to know what his job is, and and he can make shots. I got. Is he out there somewhere still? Is, is it Jamal Crawford? I don't know. Maybe. It well, is. The, you know, you got to find a team that, frankly, is is playing to lose down the stretch. Doesn't want a veteran. Doesn't want to take a look at a veteran. Uh, and, and they wave him, and the veteran wants to play for a team that has a chance to to go deep in the playoffs. Here's my one my one gripe with Jason Tatum, and you know I don't have many. No, I'm going to give you my one gripe with with Tatum and my worry, and I've actually talked to him a little bit about it. Is the whining and complaining after every single call that he does not get, okay. and it does worry me because it's funny. It's not him off the court at all, Bob. I mean, he is. The quietest, the most even keel individual you will ever find. But man, when he does not get a call that he thinks he should get, uh, he waves the arms in the air. And the refs at 21 years old, again, he's not a superstar yet. And you don't want to be that guy that the refs are saying, no. you know what, we're not giving you this call. You're too much of a pain in the ass. And, and I think he's got to mature that way. And I'm not the only one who's talked to him about it. From what I've been told, several within the Celtics organization have talked to him about it, um, and, and he's got to mature in that way if he wants to start to get more calls. You, you just got to play the game with the refs. That's all. Oh, yeah, you, you do. There's no question. And and 
and uh, he's reaching the talent level point where he's getting his calls. But that's right. Got to throw in one other thing for people don't, just for people who don't know about. Uh, he has an unusual life circumstance that that is part of who he, you know who he is, which is that uh, he is the primary uh, custodian. I don't know if he has official custody, but he is the, he is raising a two year old son, and with the, with a great help from his mother. Uh, and but uh, he, the young lad Deuce, who is like so off the charts cute. You know, a Gerber baby in make in the making there. You know, and uh, but they, you know, he is so proud of, of being a father, and is and is so so invested and so involved in it. You know, at, at a little there's a level of maturity at 21 that you know that you 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 don't see as often as, as he's showing it. Yeah, and listen, I I had him on the podcast this past off season, um, and he talked about that, and he talked about the fact that he didn't tell the Celtics. Uh, until the very end, he was almost embarrassed, um, didn't know what to do, how to handle it. Um, mm -hmm. But he, he's been great. And um, his mother helps a lot. His mother, Brandy. I mean, she's got him deuce at every single game. Oh. Went to the all-star break with him. They travel together. And uh, yeah, listen, he's 21 years old. I, I get it. Uh, you know, you at 21, me at 21. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we could have handled that and oh, everything that comes with it. But but he's just got to get a little bit smarter in playing the game and controlling his emotions as well as he does off the court on it when he doesn't get that call. And instead of throwing the arms up, just going over and talking to the official without the demonstrative behavior. Yeah. Well, you'd That's like all. to think that, that they could get that somebody could get to him, that Brad could get to him, hopefully. Well, as you said, it's it, it's important because you don't want to, you know, you who's don't the worst. Hey, who is the worst? The two that come to mind for me are Demarcus Cousins and Kendrick Perkins that were absolutely atrocious at controlling their behavior and would throw up their arms. And Perk had the scowl, oh, right? Yeah. That, that he'd never get a call. Who else? Who else comes to mind that that just you know just hurt, hurt themselves by not playing the game with the refs? Oh, I'm trying to think because we, we I mean I was just going way back. We used to kid about Oscar Robertson. It, it, it didn't he uh, you know didn't like a call and any one call in 14 years you know but he like people bob I, I i had a lunch with him years ago him and, and and a few other people the big o and uh was he as media unfriendly as he seems or no he was not a media charmer uh, you know at all i mean i uh he was I, I don't think he waged war against the media, but I, you know, or anything like that. But he wasn't the best source for anybody, you know. That that's to be polite, that's for sure, you know. So no, but uh, you know, as the other guy, I'm, I'm, I was really happy. I'm doing backtracking here, but when all the triple double stuff um, on Westbrook was so hot in the last yeah. couple of years, that it would remind people that there was a guy named Oscar Robertson uh, who uh, did some, who had a rather, as uh, uh, a very significant part in the history of, of both college and NBA basketball, and, and, and it was good to. It's always good to let people notice some of these. There were some things before, you know, ESPN came in, on the air. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of some. Uh, oh, oh, oh! It, well, no, it, when you look at, at his resume and yeah. what he did, uh, it's going to say, well, how much better could he have been? And yet, you know who comes to mind? Rick Barry. Oh, but people was, couldn't stand Rick Barry, right? Incessant whiner and yeah. and and one of the most the, the most really the most polarizing player of his time, without any question, you know. And I and and right down to oh yeah, there, there's the answer. Hold all calls, we have a winner. As good as he was, and he's one of the all-time great forwards in the history of basketball. Uh, you wonder if he could have suppressed, you know, channeled his uh, energies better, 
at times, you know, to so help it, his team. Did, did everybody dislike him, Bob? Like every <laughs> opponent hated him? Yeah, and it, and, uh, and not just opponents, but, uh, you know, but he was yeah. tough. And yet, I... Why? Why? I thought, what, was, what was so unlikable about Rick Barry? He was always right yeah. in his mind. He was, I think he viewed himself as the smartest guy in the room, which maybe he was a lot, but people don't want, you know how it goes. You can't, you can't go around acting that way whatever. It was right about everything. Well, that's Kyrie's problem. Kyrie's problem is he thinks he's the smartest guy and he's not. And yet there was a charm. Believe me, I knew him a little bit, Rick. And, you know, yeah. he was smart the way he does have insights, you know, but there was this personality thing, you know, and, uh, you know, and he, he look, uh, I can tell you there was some nice act of personal kindness he showed me one day, you know, that, that I'm sure would have sure surprised a lot of people in the, in the league at the time, you know. Sure. Um, anyway, that the answer, and, and those, there's no doubt in the 20th century, it was Rick Barry. <laughs> Rick Barry. All right. Good. Good. We got you. That was a good one. I like that one. All right. Let's move on to another Eastern Conference team. That we really haven't talked enough about. We've been trying to over the last few weeks, but we haven't gotten to them. Uh, but I think now is the ideal time uh, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, and they're 36 and 23. They are in fifth place in the East when a lot of people thought they would be clearly number one. I don't know if you did, but I, it, I thought they'd be right in the equation. And on paper, they were the best team uh, on paper going into the year and the team that a lot of people thought could challenge, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers. They bring in Al Hortford. They get rid of Jimmy Butler. So the locker room's a lot better now. But I remember having an argument. You might have been there that game. to an early season game, uh, Celtics game. I, I think it was maybe that, that Dallas game. Mm-hmm. Um, about the fact that I just didn't think the pieces fit together. They're really good defensively, individually. Uh, but I didn't even think the pieces fit that way. And on the offensive end, who, who's shooting the basketball? Um, you know, Josh Richardson's not a shooter. Ben Simmons isn't a shooter. You've got like Harris. three, four, five men. Really, on the offense, you know, Embiid, Tobias, and Hortford, how are they going to play together? Well, uh, it, it hasn't worked out well. And now you've got Ben Simmons who's hurt. Embiid with a, a shoulder sprain. We don't know how bad it is last night, but he's always hurt one thing or another. Um, is this the beginning of the end for Brett Brown and maybe Elton Brand? I don't know if it was a bottoming out, but when you get beat wire to wire by Cleveland, that's not a good thing. I know it was in Cleveland, but but that that's not a good thing. Um, the Simmons thing is worrisome because he's not even going to be evaluated for another two weeks, let alone when whenever he would come back. There was all this issue about the compatibility on the court with it, you know, with he and Embiid to start with. Embiid seems to have his big games. He had a forty nine point game the other night, you know, without without Simmons, and and uh, uh, the, with, with that you. I think people wanted to read a lot into that, you know, the idea that they had that game on that particular night without Simmons. Um, Al Horford has turned out to be a, I won't say, do I use this, the D word disaster, a, an unproductive free agent signing. And it's going to be a four a, years, a hundred and nine million. No wonder why Danny didn't want to right? Danny didn't want to fork over for the fourth year. I don't blame know, him. We all loved Al. And I said, I would never say a bad word about Al. And I'm not going to say a bad word because he's a wonderful guy, but boy, Danny, did the, the Danny look the better day Smart. by day by, by this, particularly with the, with, with, <laughs> what Tatum's doing and what Brown is doing, you know? And so, uh, okay. Um, that you're right, Brett. Brown, I think, who I, I was happy that he had survived all the the, the tur- turmoil uh, of the of the the uh, uh, progress. What you call it? The uh, the tradition? No, you know, what, what, yeah, the, yeah. And 
to have a good year like last year. And he's a good guy. We know that. We know he's a good local main guy and coach at BU. Oh. We all root for him and fine. But yeah, it's going to have to. Somebody's going to have to pay a price uh, for for this. Uh, if they finish fifth, Jeff, and don't have the home court in the first round, when they are, what should, do you have a theory on this home road thing? I mean, I, I've I've called it collective immaturity, but I guess that could be just an easy out. But they, they've won nine road games, period. Really? Is that right? They're 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 a terrific team at home. Wow. They they're, 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 they they take that act on the road, and 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 it's. It's it's the worst split in the league by far of, of that nature. It's amazing. I didn't realize it was that bad. But you know, here's the thing. I think with the Sixers, ultimately, I think it's it's chemistry both on and off the court. And I think part of the problem is Joel Embiid has always um, been able to operate on his own terms. Mm-hmm. It's been all about Joel since he came back from the injury, missed his first year. And it, it's he can practice whenever he wants. From what I've been told by my sources, mm-hmm. he he runs what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. And and Ben Simmons and the other players don't love that. And mm-hmm. why would they? I understand it. I understand Joel Embiid. You got to protect the franchise, so to speak. But is Joel Embiid the franchise, or is Ben Simmons the franchise? What do you do if you are Elton Brand? the general manager, or whoever takes over for Elton Brand next year, and you've got these contracts, right? You've got Horford, again, four years, $109 million. Embiid signed a five-year, $147 million deal. Simmons signed a five-year, $170 million deal. And, oh, by the way, Tobias Harris was maxed out at five one eighty. So you can get rid of – if you want to get rid of one of those, I'm sure you can get rid – somebody will take Joel or Ben – or any of them other than probably Hortford you're stuck with for the most part. You're definitely stuck with Hortford. What do you do, Bob, if these two guys cannot coexist well? I'm not saying they dislike each other. They're very different in their personalities, too. Ben Simmons is kind of a too-cool-for-school type guy. He's actually (laughs) kind of nerdy uh, off the court, just plays video games, uh, hangs with his boys, where Joel's, you know, this big personality, loves the attention, uh, all of that. Who do you who do you build your your, your franchise around? Well, it's complicated by the by the bizarre nature of Simmons's game, and you keep asking yourself, is this a, ga- a, a game that in the night two thousand and twenty NBA that you know can take us as far as we want to go? You know, this this whole shooting thing is is in in, in an era of shooting is just amazing uh, that such a player would be developed and how he is how he's ever. I blame Brett Brown for that, Bob. I blame Brett Brown for that, period. And and again, I'll say I love him as a guy, but he's at fault for the fact that Ben Simmons will not, has not uh, shot uh, shots behind the three-point line. That That's that's on Brett Brown. Well, I mean, I, I've been kidding for two summers now that they should lock him in a gym four hours a day to, to, to thousand, and don't let him out, you know, uh, for except for a five-minute break to – you, you gotta. You can't continue this way. It's 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 laughable. You cannot continue. Not today's NBA. And so I mean that's that complicates things. All right. Uh, uh, it is. I don't know. It's a tough thing. When you see Embiid's talent, we, we I mentioned a forty nine point game. I'm going to say it again. He had a forty nine point game. He can he can do some stuff. He can sure score inside. He can score outside. Uh, he, he's he's a, a a dream modern NBA player uh, uh, on talent. If you're just going to you know give the scouting report. Uh, not the personality report, you know, not the, you know, I, I, the problem, if social media didn't exist, I think they'd have a, he'd be a much better player. 
I, I really think he's too obsessed with being a, 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 a some, somebody outside of basketball. He's too impressed with, too impress, uh, 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 interested in impressing his audience, his Instagram yeah. audience or his Twitter audience, whatever. Right? That it's getting he's not in, alone. He's not no. alone these days, but you're right. He may be, but he's Exhibit A right now. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, he's up there. All right, now what he did the other day, I'm not going to lump that in. You know, the stupid thing he got himself fined for giving the finger. You know, that no, he's immature. He's immature. There's no doubt about that. And, and again, a different personality. All right, Robert, you're you're avoiding my question. I'm I'm going to circle oh, back oh, to yeah, my I, question. I, who are you keeping? I, if you I, have to pick one or the other, who is it? I'd keep him. And, and keep him be and hope that I could you know get to him better. If 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 Simmons is not going to alter his game, then I'm sorry. I know he can put up these triple doubles and I, but I'm I just no I I don't know. And tell me it tells me something about him too. I don't know what that what, he's what does that tell us? I don't know what it is, but it's telling us something that I'm not sure I like. That he's just he's so stubborn that he's gonna he's gonna show the world I can succeed. You know I can't with, figure that part out, Bob. I, I've known him since I actually broke his commitment when he committed LSU. I actually <laughs> broke that story. So I've known Ben a long, long time uh, in that regard, and I can't figure it out either. Whether it's hey, I'm gonna show you I can do it. Without shooting the threes, you could tell you could say it all you want, or he just says, "Listen, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, and 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 this is what I'm going to do. This is the best chance I think our team has to win today." But you got to look for the future, and the future is the Philadelphia 76ers can't win in the playoffs, in my opinion, at the highest level without Ben Simmons being able to make threes to be able to space the court for his teammates. That's the bigger yeah. problem that I have. Yeah, that's just the way the game is now. It would have been of no consequence ten, even ten years ago, right? But, but it sure is now, and, and you know. So, and I, I just wonder. I'm torn on that question. The question you answered, I'm torn, and here's why: Embiid uh, is very injury prone, very, very injury prone, and like you said, uh, immature, um, enigmatic. You don't know what you're going to get from him on any given day. I think you have to bring in a coach that is going to understand. And, and, and hold Ben Simmons to the fire with shooting the ball. And like you said, he's still young. But there's nobody his size that is as quick with the basketball in the NBA than Ben Simmons. There's very few who can pass it and see the floor like Ben Simmons. Those are elite-level talents. So if he can become an average three-point shooter, and we've seen Lonzo Ball do that. Yeah. Why can't he do that? If he can, I think he's one of the top ten players in the NBA. And I think – now, again, we'll see with his back injury. I've been told by my sources that um, it flared up on the flight back. I guess they practiced fairly hard at the All-Star game, which shocked the hell out of me. Um, but it, it flared back on the flight back from Milwaukee. And now they're going to reevaluate him in a couple of weeks. But they don't know how long it's going to be because they want to make sure. he And he wants to make sure he's 100% before he gets out there. So it could be two weeks. It could be a month. Who knows? But I'm told that right now they don't think. Uh, surgery uh, is even in, in consideration. They're hoping it gets better, and he's out there in a couple of weeks. But it's a tough one for me. I, I, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I, I, I might lean towards Simmons. Well, okay. And I mean, I'm, I, to, I would hate to have to be in a position to make that decision. I was just thinking as you're talking and, and uh, going back to when we first, uh, when Magic burst on the NBA scene, 40, which is 41 years ago, that uh, we've been the, inevitably met with people are looking for the next one, the next. Big guard that could guess what? 
look at the range of skill. Look at what we're talking about with him. He's just, he's every bit as big. He's six nine. He, he he will get in there and rebound, right? He'll get his obviously because he can get triple doubles. Uh, uh, he, he's he's the answer. He's the closest he's thing. Similar. That talent yeah. package, you know, yep. and and Magic came in. He wasn't a great shooter. He worked on it. He got to be where he was a, a threat. He could, you know, he, he could make. In the end, he was making some threes, and he was, but he was a he was not a great shooter. But on he he did address the issue. He addressed it, and and that's became, the difference. And and, and by but, you know, but, but again, is, is it Simmons's fault? Is it Brett Brown's fault? It's probably a combination of the two. Oh, you know, I'm, I don't even know if you have to go to the ownership level. And say, hey, wait a minute, why am I? What am I paying for here? I, I obviously I don't understand uh, how it, it 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 doesn't move him to want to do this. I, I, I there's got to be an element of stubbornness there of some kind of, that, that would bother me. But but you're right, the talent package is is tremendous. Uh, uh, but but all we know is how we get started in this discussion. There, it ain't working the way it should for them. There's no, and and now, of course, the issue is uh, that they're going to have to find some way. To, this is where Brett Brown's going to have to do some real serious coaching up because they're going to have to find some way to stay afloat while Ben is out, which could be who, a minimum of two weeks. And who knows? God knows what. There's 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 no uh, expiration date on it. And uh, and we'll see how hurt Simmons is. I mean, as Embiid is, and if, if he is, then uh, there's nothing to discuss with them. You know, forget it. Then so, yeah. But, uh, all right, but let's, hit, better let's hit one more topic. They better plan on finishing fourth, is all I'm telling you, because That's they need a point. home. Good point. Uh, Miami right now in that fourth spot. All right, let's move over to one college uh, topic that I yes. want to hit on, and that is uh, Mike Krzyzewski. And let's talk a little bit about the Duke Blue Devils, who right now are a game behind Florida State. Uh, for the ACC regular season title. There's three teams at the top of the ACC all year, and then it's everybody else. And those three teams are Duke, Florida State, and Louisville. And they're all pretty tight together right now. But uh, Duke loses in a double overtime setback to Wake Forest the other night, who is absolutely terrible. They don't have Chris Paul. They don't have Tim Duncan. They don't even have El Farouk Aminu or James Johnson or Jeff T. They're not good. Leave Brown leader Dickie Hemrick either. They don't have any They got Nobody. They're bad. Danny Manning's probably going to be fired at the end of the season. So believe it or not, I'm going to give you a stat that I tweeted uh, the other night uh, that is absolutely mind-boggling to me. The last regular season ACC title for one Coach K was in 2006. 2006, Bob. 2010. 2006. 2010, they tied Maryland. For the for the regular so, season I, title outright last outright two thousand six uh, that blows me away I would really say you wow but they've won they sneaked into the ch- national championship though in there along the way though yes. <laughs> with that they won two in the last ten years they yeah. won in two thousand ten two thousand fifteen uh, but has Coach K underachieved to some degree with all the talent that he's had over the last 15, 20 years. Again, not winning an ACC regular season title. Tony Bennett's record is out of more than 10 games better over the last six and a half, almost seven years than Coach K and like 20, 20 games better than Roy Williams's. 
it's it's like heretical to even think of that. That you know, so somebody's going to strike me down if I say answer in the affirmative. I I, I don't. I can't, it's hard for me to formulate the thought. Maybe I can say maybe he's been too distracted coaching Team USA. Maybe that's oh, it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Don't 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 be apologetic, <laughs> like Coach K. Now don't go there for me. See, he's got double duty. You know, it's just uh, it's just been too much. Uh, wow, I uh, it, it's very interesting. He certainly you know he's managed to import. Lots of talent, uh, you know, over the years of individual talent, you know. Uh, I don't know. That's very, very interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm, I need time to digest this. I, I, I really do. Uh, but what about this year's team, though? That, uh, what? Are, how do we read them? Do we? Is there a read? <laughs> you know, well, they got two terrific. Listen, players. we know this. You've got a great point guard in Trey Jones who does everything but shoot it. So, so that's certainly an issue. Uh, you've got a really good big guy in Vernon Carey, but he, he would have been a great big man 10 years ago. More of a below-the-rim guy who can't stay out of foul trouble, too. The problem is their wings. They don't have wings that they can count on. Wendell Moore has been good le- lately. Matthew Hurt was supposed to be the guy that could come in and really light it up, and he's been in and out of Kay's doghouse. The veterans, Jack White and Alex O'Connell, are are pieces. They're They're really rotation guys more than anything else, so... Uh, this Duke team looks very ordinary by Duke standards. They don't have uh, that lottery pick on the team. Maybe somebody will sneak in there. Maybe Vernon Carey, you know, because the the, well, the draft is so. Lottery's thirteen. I could see him being, you know, it's depending yeah, on. Yeah, he, he so, might be able to sneak in. I'm not. I know whatever. I don't know what his attention is. He's going to come out. I mean, you know, this yeah. year it's such a weak year. You know, the right. you know, it's, uh, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? But. Uh, well, that's it's it's uh it's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, um, I I just don't don't know what to say. I uh, you're right. Lo- losing a wake was stunning. I mean, absolutely, and then giving up 113 points to do so too. But I know it's double. In, in the same season, they lose at home to Stephen F. Austin, Bob. Yeah, right, right, right. I know, I know absolutely. It started, the season began. It's just take the the season began crazily. And, and we wondered how it would transpire. And right down to this week, it, it, it's still crazy, right? It's, it's still been awesome. It's still, I actually, since we lost- I really enjoy it. I've embraced it. Early on, I thought it was tough for me. You know, mm-hmm. okay, who am I? Who do I have to see tonight? What team, what player? And there's nobody, right? I mean, there's just nobody that you circle and you say, I have to see that game. But everywhere you flip, you, you just flip on, a, you know, Big Ten Network, you flip on to Fox for Big East. You flip on to ESPN for whatever, Pac-12. There's just good games, meaningful games, especially down the stretch. Even, you know, tonight, Arizona State plays UCLA. Bob Hurley, Mick Cronin. Well, UCLA's come from – risen from the dead. Started and they're in the mix play. now for the NCAA tournament. I got to throw this one out there just as a best one. I spent – literally spent 12 hours last Saturday. 12 to 12. All right. Yep. But That's my in life. the middle of it all, you know, starting with Kansas Baylor, which is great, ending up with Gonzaga getting beat by – and by the way, the BYU team I saw that night is a team capable of going to the 16. That team could – this year, right? We were, there's so many teams. That's good. If they play like that, they could make a little run. Okay. So, if we, you know, all right. Are, you, are you just a BYU fan now because of, of Jake Toulson? No, I'm just, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm just saying I'm, I'm an admirer to a degree. I, Hawes played a terrific game. Too. You know who Jake Toulson is, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Danny's nephew. Nep- or yes, nephew. Danny's nephew. No, the answer is no. I, 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 but 
in the middle of it all, this is I'm just speaking on behalf of you and I are uh, at core. We are basketball fans, you know, and oh, that starts with that. We're fans, and, and we if we find a good game, no matter who's playing, what it is, what sex, seriously, doesn't matter. High school, college, uh, I tuned in. I bumped into the Army Navy game, and do you know how that game ended? Probably. No, go ahead. Old America, don't. I'm gonna tell you how it ended. Army's up by three, ten seconds. After it was, uh, and it's a back and forth, good comeback. You know, it's a good. Army's up by three, and and uh, the endless debate in the broadcast booth is, do they foul, right? Are they going to foul? Is Jimmy Allen going to foul? And they come across the midcourt, and they don't foul. The Navy kid goes up, and is then fouled shooting a three by not one but two Army players, <laughs> one on the way up and one on the way down, and giving them no landing room. So the young man goes to the line, down three with like 2.9, something like that, right? Makes the first two, misses the third one. They battle for the rebound. It's tipped back, tipped back to him. He puts it up, and he gets fouled again. No way. He gets fouled again. <laughs> now it's like one, you know, tenth, nine-tenths, nine whatever. And he's got to make two to win. Okay. One to tie, two to win. He's down one. He makes the first, misses the second. They go into overtime and Army wins anyway. <laughs> now, I mean, just from Phenomenal. a right. spectacle with no emotional attachment yeah. to either the cadets or the midshipmen. Right. It, it was, but and but you know, it was just. Then meanwhile, the subplot is the Army, uh, their their best player, whose name would come to me, left hand kid. I forget. Um, the kid cut into his parents who were in the in the stands, and yeah. it's not the father so much. The mother is going out of her mind. It was just <laughs> the mother is just dying. Whatever. Not to mention, I'll let you go with this. Jimmy Allen had the most mournful. What is there were like six with a minute to go? I should mention six, and they they don't hold on to the lead. I, I, the the most amazingly, what is God? What is happening to us? This face that you could possibly have. If somebody should go, it, it, it was hilarious. I mean, you know, I I'm just, I'm just saying. So in the middle of all these, you know, significant games, if you will, you know, there's yep. a game we know every flipping Army, around, right? So right. Navy, Army, Navy, everything is yep. Yep. very important to those two schools. But it was it was fun, and it was right. It was fun. anyway. All right. so, I I got a great good weekend this weekend. I'm going to fly out. I got my daughter's show. She's in a uh, uh, sh- uh, school show uh, play called Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, sure. So she's in that. So I'm going to see that Friday night. And then I'm going to take an early flight out after her and her friends are sleeping over the house. So I'm, I'm a little worried I'm not going to get much sleep with like five teenage girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up nice and early to fly to Chicago to drive to Marquette mm-hmm. for Marcus Howard Senior Night. Oh, good. In which he will play Miles Powell. Seton Hall. Are you Marquette. kidding? Oh, You're wow. Better than that. The two best scorers in the country, That's in my funny. opinion playing on Marcus Howard Senior Day. That is, uh, that's early in the afternoon. So you're going to want to watch that one for sure. Uh, I'm going to go – I'll tell you uh, – go ahead. What's the rest of your day? Tell me. Then I'm going to, then I'm going to drive to, uh, to Champaign in Indiana. Um, and, and, and Archie Miller's got Indiana back on the right side of the bubble right now. So the fans don't – they don't hate him today. <laughs> but they got to win uh, – if they can, they, they got to win that one. Uh, and they play at, at Illinois – and Illinois has got some real talent. They really do. They got it. They got a I've team that is capable of well, getting the second. Really the Illinois Iowa game was a terrific game. I remember. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to go make an appearance at Boston University Bucknell on oh, Saturday. Oh, good. Bucknell's and, down this year. Yeah, I know. But I'm. I'm going to see BU with the last time. Uh, and I've been there. 
12 noon start. God, I, nothing, just nothing better than the 12 noon start. And I'm going to Celtics and Rockets Sunday on Saturday night. At home. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, so you got a double yeah. header. Yeah, Celtics Rockets. And what are you uh, going to do in between, Bob? What what what's the in between the two games? I know, I, I know, I don't know. That's just that's a lot of time to kill because uh, the the Celtics don't play the eight thirty thing. It's that damn Saturday night game. Are so, you flying solo? Are you? Yeah, are you, yeah. You my wife's solo for this. At the theater with my daughter-in-law and grandson. They're going to go see Frozen in New York. Oh, nice. Oh, so, yeah. So I am. I'm. I'm. A, I'm solo. I'm a solo man. Well, maybe maybe you know somebody will buy you lunch after what yeah, well, I'll, I'll find something to do. But it was a big gap though between figuring the BU games over at two and the Celtics don't play to eight thirty. So I have to amuse myself somewhere. Get in. I think you got to get in early and do what you used to do. Hit the locker rooms pregame <laughs> and see what you could see what you could scrap up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know these people. You know, so that's true. Yeah, go up to Tatum, introduce yourself. Have you not really talked to Jason Tatum? No, no. All right, go no. go up pregame and tell him, hey. Uh, Jeff Goodman tells you tells me that that you played zero defense when he first saw you zero, and see what he says. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll see if we do that. All right, all right. Have a good weekend, Bob, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be back next week on the Ryan and Goodman podcast.